Hello, everybody. Welcome to Therapy Dog Talk. My name is Sherry. My pups' names are Sunny and Riley. And each week we talk with different therapy dog teams and researchers around the world about the impact that they're making in their area. If you're just getting started or not sure where to get started, we have a free guide for you that you can find at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. And we also have a community you can join at community.therapydogtalk.com. Today, we're talking with Heather and Dolly of Creating Bookworms, and I'm really excited to hear from them. Hello. How are you, Sherry? How are you? Is that Dolly there with you? This is Dolly. Yeah, she was going to join us for a little bit. I don't know how long she'll stay. (laughs) We'll see. That is totally fine. I always love it when they say hello, but I understand that being on Instagram is kind of boring for the dog. That's right. Awesome. Well, Heather, for those who don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself and your pup? Sure. So I am Heather. I'm from North Carolina. Dolly is my three-year-old golden retriever. And we are a therapy team with Dogs with a Purpose out of Cary, North Carolina. We are super excited to be here today. We love your podcast and I'm just really excited to share our story with the community. That's amazing. I love it. And it's so appropriate that we're talking to you this week since we shared a whole bunch of books last week. But there she goes. <laughs> yeah. I definitely thought of you, though the timing was not intentional. That was coincidence. <laughs> I've got some books too. So maybe I've got a few different ones that you guys haven't shared yet. I love it. I'm looking forward to seeing those. Well, Heather, how did you first discover the role of therapy dogs? So I'm an educator. I have been an educator for 24 plus years. And years ago, I read an article about dogs in classrooms helping struggling readers. And with the READ program, the Reading Educated Assisted Dogs program. So I immediately started researching and trying to find out how to get a READ dog. I learned that the very first step was to become a therapy team. And that is when my journey began. It was probably 15 plus years ago. So it's been a while since I first discovered therapy dogs. Okay, that's great. Is Dolly your first therapy dog? She is my first therapy dog. Our family has had several dogs over the years that were going to be my read dog. And I learned along the road and we would go to obedience classes and do different things. We were never able to get to that level. And so we're really excited with Dolly. That's great. What was different about Dolly and what did you look for when you were trying to select her for that role? So mainly I knew that when we started searching for a dog, we knew that that's what we wanted to do. And I knew that I needed help. I needed to reach out to experts in the field, experts that were dog trainers that could really help me, guide me along this journey. Dolly was actually a premier puppy with Wilmington Dog Wizards out of Wilmington, North Carolina. And her trainer, Lauren, got her when she was eight weeks old. And I would go consistently to Wilmington to learn all about Dolly and about how to um, teach basic obedience. Dolly came home in February of 2020 
And in March, we all know that the world shut down. At that time, I was a third grade teacher. And so Dolly was close by all through our virtual teaching and virtual learning. It was a really great time for Dolly and I to bond and connect and for me to continue the training. Yeah, it was such a difficult, challenging, and also great time to have a puppy because there was so much more time to spend with them. But of course, socializing them and getting some of those experiences, it was possible, but you had to be really creative. Absolutely. So once you brought her home, how did you know that this was going to be a good fit for her? So Dolly was already, we had done the canine good citizens. She was an AKC star puppy. So she already had that drive. She loved children. We had her around children a while before March happened. And I just knew that her temperament, that if I could be clear with my expectations and my directions with her, then I knew that she would do really well. I love that. (laughs) What does she like about children, do you think? I don't know, but the only time she's ever run away from me was during that time we would go out after I would teach virtually and we would walk around the neighborhood. And although she didn't really love to walk when she was a puppy, The one time she broke away and ran was to see children. She loves all people, but I think that there's just something magical with the bond that she has with children. That's great. Do you have children at home too, or she's just used to them from work and things? Yes, we've just really gotten her out there and gotten her exposed to children. I do have two sons, but one's in college and my second son is getting ready to graduate from high school. That is another reason why Dolly turned out to be a great therapy dog. I had a lot more time than when I had younger children. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. I just always think it's so interesting when dogs who don't have kids in the home still really love kids. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time Sunny met a child and she was just like natural. And it's, you have never been around children to my knowledge. That's very interesting. Yeah, I think that they're born to love what they love. And then when that's matched with obedience training and you really get that time to work their brain so that you have fun and you connect together. I just think that that's when that magic happens. Yeah. So does Dolly come with you to school then? So she does. So last year was her first year getting into the classroom. I was a third grade teacher and she came every Friday and (laughs) it was Dolly day. I taught primarily reading. So She would work with one of my classes and then she would stay in her crate for a couple of hours and come out for the next class. Her magic number of, you know, actually working is about two hours. So when she's with me at school, she has a lot of time in her crate as well. This year, I have a new role. I'm an assistant principal. And so it looks a little different this year, but we have been able to get in to different classrooms and really start to create those bonds. Friday is still our Dolly day. And so most Fridays, she's able to go to school with us. Okay, that's great. I love that. I also love that you identified like what that magic amount of time is that's good for her to spend time interacting with others. 
Yes. We also do a great deal of work at our local library. And that was the first group that I reached out to as soon as we got our therapy certification. I knew that I wanted to do something here in the community and there's no better place than the library, right? So we have reading tales during the summer once a week. And during the school year, we meet once a month with children. And I was really able just working with her through that to see that that two hours max is usually when she starts to show signs that it's time to go. She needs a break. Yeah, that's good. How does she let you know that she needs a break? What are those signs for her? Sometimes she can become very sleepy. And another sign is just getting up and walking away. She's very obedient and follows directions very well. So once she does that a couple of times, I know that it's time to move on and try something different. I love that you learned that. It really is so true that you need to know your dog. I think that those signs where they're like, okay, I need a break. I'm over it are so subtle. And they're really something where you just know their personality so well that you're like, okay, you're being a little different right now. Yeah. Heather, what do you really love about implementing Dolly in your work and volunteering with her? What part of that is just something that makes you excited and keeps you doing it? So I have always been passionate about creating lifelong bookworms. Dolly just kind of takes my passion to the next level. I love sharing books with others and I love inspiring children to read more. And I also enjoy teaching children how to read. So with Dolly, we're able to inspire that curiosity with books, but it's all while creating joy. While she's listening to the children read, she'll even sometimes call a page. I've taught her a little trick to do that. So if a child needs to reread a page, I'll tell the students that that's a favorite page and will they read it again? And then sometimes she'll fall asleep. So, you know, we talk about how when she gets really comfortable, just like us, you know, reading relaxes us and it reduces stress. And so it reduces stress in Dolly too. And sometimes she just needs to visualize the story. I see her bringing joy to all the environments where we are, whether it's at school or it's in the library or out in the community. Things are just happier with her. I think one of the things I've been most surprised about is the whole reason why I wanted a therapy dog was to impact children and to enhance their understanding of reading a little bit better. But I see that adults are impacted as well. The teachers at my school, they love to have Dolly Day. They'll count down to when she's coming because they want to get those snuggles and hugs. And also at the library, all the workers at the library, they love to come around and say their hellos as well. So she's just, wherever she is, she just brings joy. Is there a story that stands out to you from your time working or volunteering with her? There's lots of different stories and different ways that she's impacted others. But, you know, I think one of the things that I didn't really consider are the kids that are really scared. They're petrified of dogs. I've had several students that would come and were really scared of dogs. But after we would coach the student and let them hang out with Dolly for a little bit over several months, they would be laying down beside Dolly Reed. So I think that that is such a gift 
for those students. And then also students that are struggling to read. You know, reading can be very challenging for students. And I've had several students that come back and bring a stuffed animal and they've named that stuffed animal Dolly. So they're able to go home and read with Dolly, not the real Dolly, but that stuffed animal is their Dolly. And so that is really special. And then the last story is oftentimes if a student is struggling to read, they will say, I just want to read in my head. I don't want to read out. I don't like to read out loud. And that's often a cue for me. I know that reading might be a struggle for them. But with Dolly, they don't seem to mind. They may say that. But then once I tell them, oh, I'm not going to listen. I'm just going to let Dolly um, listen. They open up and they share their stories. They read their stories over and over. And then I'm able to help boost their confidence. I'm able to kind of listen in and see what they're doing really well so that I can share that. I think that just boosting that confidence over time will get them to practice more. And that's, you know, really the key. The confidence and practicing can help them become better readers. Yeah, I love that. Your kindness and your enthusiasm just really shine through while you tell those stories. So I can see why the kids really love working with you and with Dolly. You're getting quite a bit of love in the comment, by the way. Carla says, you look gorgeous. Emily is proud of you and loves watching your journey and your progress. We've had you touch so many. And Holly says Dolly is such a celebrity. She really is. Back when I go to the library to get a book or something and I don't have Dolly with me, everyone, they're not really happy to see me. They're always wondering, where's Dolly? And, you know, so... I love it. Well, you don't know this because I don't talk about this on here because why would I? But my mom has um, her master's in reading education. Uh, and every Thursday, she actually taught a writing class to homeschoolers at the library because we were all homeschooled. So I felt like I grew up in the library. We were in the reading program at two or three libraries at a time. Like my sister would fall asleep with a book in her hand. So I have to know what books do you have there that we might oh, be missing out on? <laughs> So I always like to share books. Madeline Finn and the Therapy Dog, of course, is a favorite. I think that's one of the ones that you guys shared. And so I like to find books that others may not know to spark that love of reading. This is Dogs at Work, Good Dogs, Real Jobs. This book is really special because it came out right after we became a therapy team. And so the book is precious. It's kind of written from the children's point of view. And they're at home like dogs are, but the dogs have to go to work. So it's really a great story to share all the different ways that dogs help out. I love to use this book because one of the things that surprised me is there's a lot of confusion around therapy dogs, service dogs, emotional support dogs. So I always like to when I'm sharing with others or working with the kids, I like to let them understand that dogs have different roles so that they can understand that. So that's one of our favorite stories. Another favorite is Being a Dog, A Tale of Mindfulness. And this is just a great story about a dog. A lot of students will come and work with Dolly, and they see her as being very calm and very different from dogs they may see 
at home, but I always like to let them know that at home, she's a regular dog and she loves <laughs> to dig and she loves to chase a tennis ball and she'll even bite with her sister, which is a lab sailor. And so this is a good book. And then I'm not sure if you have met Heather Deanna before, but this is Augie, the therapy dog. It's in my backpack all the time because it really tells the tale of becoming a therapy dog. And so I always like to share that Augie and Dolly are secret friends because although they've never met, they have done a lot of the same things. And so those are three books that I try to keep in my backpack all the time to share with others. I love that. Two of those are new to me. I am familiar with Augie's book. We didn't have Augie on here, actually. But I do have that one. I just have it on Kindle, actually, is where I have it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those. Those are great selection. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it was hard for you to narrow it down. <laughs> it always is hard to narrow it down, for sure. Yes. Heather, what advice do you have for someone who's interested in getting started as a therapy dog team? So I think the biggest advice is to research. Research all the different kinds of therapy teams that are around your area and find the one that matches what you want with your dog. Be patient because the dog that you have may not turn out to be that therapy dog team. But I think it's important to always remember never give up because if you do have a dream of having a therapy team, the rewards that you will get are just incredible. You think you're doing it for others, but you get so much just seeing the joy in other people. So don't give up and just research and find those experts. We also worked with Jackie's Basics and Beyond and we went right after COVID. It was a unique time and we didn't really get to get out that much. And so I knew that I needed classes. And so Dolly and I started classes that were specific for therapy dogs, for dogs that were wanting to go through certification. When you can find the expert in that field of dog training, they can really help you out and make that journey a little bit easier. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. I love your idea, too, of finding teams who are doing different roles. And actually reaching out and talking to them and asking them what they wish they knew, what advice they had, what they like or maybe don't like about where they volunteer or how their dog excels there, what some of the challenges are. When I brought Dolly home, I thought, oh, I'm going to have a therapy dog. I had no idea that training a dog is continuous. It's never ending. And that's the joy in it because you can always find fun things to do and ways to to get your dogs to work. And you both have so much fun doing it. Yeah. Definitely. Dolly has found her country. Are you going to get up here and say bye? She's like, I'm pretty cozy. I don't know. Yeah. That's great. Well, Heather, is there anything else that you wanted to share while you're here? No, I just want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to share our story on here and for having these weekly podcasts, I have been going back and catching up on the podcast that I've missed. And there's just a wealth of knowledge in what you're doing. And I think it's awesome. I wish I would have known about it when I first started this journey. So thank you to, for doing this. Yeah. 
It's totally my pleasure. I do it probably for selfish reasons, just to have these conversations every week. But I love how helpful it is for everyone else, too, and really how we've been able to connect people in the community here has been really special to see. It's a great community. And I think that we're so fortunate to be able to get together on Instagram and all the social media platforms. I'm on a Facebook group for school therapy dogs and you can learn so much from each other. I guess that's another piece of advice I would have is to find those people and connect wherever they may be around the world. Yeah, I love that. Well, Heather, if people want to follow you and Dolly, they can find you at Creating Bookworms, right? On Instagram? Yes, that is correct. And we love to share our journey and always throw in a book or some good tips about reading along the way. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much and take care and have a great week. Okay. Thank you so much, Siri. Bye-bye. Bye.